Why this fool got more comics than a motherfucker? Welcome to MCMF, the comic book podcast where I try to get you, dear listener, into the wonderful world of comic books by making my friends read those books. Joining me today to talk about Batman, A Death in the Family, is Manny. My name is Marcus. Mr. Summers, if you're nasty, I forgot to introduce myself, but Manny... If you didn't say it, if you didn't (laughs) say it, I was going to say it for you. I was like, hold up. You can't just drop that bit now. I'll introduce you. As Mr. Summers, if they're nasty, if I got to. I was ready. I was waiting. I was prepared. I, I appreciate it. Uh, it's been a while since you were on. It's been a couple months. Yeah. I was The last time I was on was for Power Rangers. Yeah, that was late March. Jesus Christ, time. But also, is... I kind of took most of May off by accident. Yeah, you were gone for most of May. And then, um, I feel like you had, like... I've had really Will quick. and Jesse on like back to back to back. Yeah, I was about to say because like um, yeah, because I, I I used May to get caught up on episodes I hadn't listened to yet. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, it's been it's been a, a minute. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. But, but then when, when you, you asked me, about it, yeah, when you asked me to do it, I was like, oh fuck, it's been a minute since I've done yeah. one of these. Holy shit! But yeah, <laughs> How, what the fuck is the format of this shit? Yeah, what uh, do I do? But um. Bits. That's the answer. Yeah, pretty much. You're on the show to do bits. Uh, this is this goddamn Bitman. Shout out to the All Star Batman Robin episode. <laughs> the All Star Bitmanny. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh God. Twitter name right there. I'm changing that shit right now. Right the fuck now. God damn it. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, yeah, we're here yeah. to talk about uh, a death in the family. Well, uh, one of. Kind of the essential Bat Family stories. Uh, this is famously the death of Jason Todd, the second Robin, who had only been Robin for a couple years at this point in time. Like, that's, I feel like something that gets lost is that Jason became Robin in 84? Might have been 83, but it's, I think it's 84. 84 sounds right. 84. And he is dead by the end of 1988. Like, he yeah, is, they they got they got him out of the paint quick. Like, like, like he like I always I always forget about that, that fucking hotline. I don't know how I always forget that that was the thing. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, for background, Lord. if you are unfamiliar with this story, as I know, I've come to find out that this is working the way that I intended. People who aren't really into comics have told me they've been listening to the show and it's kind of helped it you know the understanding of it and that's great because that's the whole point yep. of the show um, oh yeah so for those of you that don't know jason todd was replaced dick grayson as robin uh pretty much immediately uh after the judas contract um actually during the judas contract like because the books were running concurrently so jason becomes robin in 84 uh then gets a new origin in 85 after Crisis and is around until 1988, which is when this story by Jim Starlin and Jim Aparo uh, happened. 
Jason was not necessarily well received. Um, he is he's like Dick, but with a much more rebellious streak. Um, yeah, he's like he's he's great value, Grayson, pretty yes. much. And the motherfuckers, the streets like Coke, like they don't want this cola shit. So right. <laughs> he, RC Cola. Yeah, what is this? Like we don't want no Mister Pib. Get this shit out of here. Like so, Jason. God, he it's it's funny because I and I was just talking to Marcus about this uh, about how people who get into comic books they have that phase where they have to read everything, and I remember. Like knowing about who Jason Todd was, but only as Red Hood. So I didn't know much about him as Robin. So I heard about, oh yeah, like he was, you know, second Robin, yada yada yada, all that shit. I expected his run to be like longer. Like I thought he was probably for at least a decade. Nope. Nope. He uh, was not. <laughs> he at, as of right now, Jason is of people who were officially Robin, so not counting Duke. Um, or, he's the second shortest tenured Robin. First of, uh, yeah. you know, first of course goes to Stephanie. Yeah, ninety three days. Uh, shout out the spoiler with the <laughs> with the U.S. champ run. <laughs> Intercontinental <laughs> champion in the in nineteen ninety seven. Stephanie Brown. That's right. That's right. European title run. <laughs> D'Lo Brown. Yeah, she got the D'Lo Brown run. It's like, here, use this. Um, yeah, so he's killed and replaced with Tim within five years. It's, yeah. it's, it's and, nuts. And Jason was never meant to come back. He was, he was very poorly received. And so they left it up to a fan vote, to a poll, and someone hated Jason so much that he rigged his home computer up to auto-dial the 900 number. And, like, do you know how much (laughs) you have to have in your spirit do that in the 80s? The 80s. Like, all that brain power, all that mechanical know-how, and you use that to kill a fictional sidekick. <laughs> that's Internet a le- wasn't that's even a- really a thing yet. Yeah, like, that's a level of hate I never want to achieve. But, like, shout out, I hope he's happy. I hope whoever rigged that, I hope, I hope he's proud of himself. And I hope he gets sick every time he sees Red Hood in the comic book. It's his yeah. fault. He, yes. he, he did this. Yeah. He, he 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 inadvertently brought Jason Todd back by yeah being complicit in his murder. Yeah, like in a roundabout way, that person created Tim Drake, Stephanie Brown, uh, right. like Red Robin and Spoiler exist in part because of that guy. Yeah, the the monkey's paw curls. <laughs> Yet, Jason dies here, was never meant to come back, uh, and that really set the course of the franchise for the next 20 years after this, or 15 or so years after this. 
Because Jason is gone until... Uh, 2005. Yeah, 2005, when Infinite Crisis happens. Because Jason is de- dies here and uh, is resurrected as a byproduct of Superboy Prime pounding on the wall at the edge of reality. Damn, Superboy Prime was awesome stuff. You, bro, <laughs> go uh, back through Infinite Crisis. That dude is on some Superboy, other shit. Superboy Prime was about it, man. Like he was <laughs> Superboy Prime was was another. Remember how he fucking decapitated uh, what's her name, Pantera? I think. Yeah, Superboy <laughs> Prime was did, did not play no games. <laughs> Went to the DC office to harass Dan DiDio. That's Right. God, He's like, you did this. This is your <laughs> fault. And I was like, yeah, hell yeah. That's right. That man's a sicko, but I love him. Goddamn. Yeah. Uh, note: Superboy Prime is not Connor Kent. He's Clark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like, what, 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 what if Clark was in the alt right? He's Superboy Prime. <laughs> what if Charlottesville Clark Kent? That's right. Clark Kent got really into Minecraft YouTubers, and it was all downhill from there. He follow, He followed. He follows one person on Twitter. It's Notch. <laughs> uh, Holy shit! Superboy Prime would have you would have known where he was on January sixth. All, all I'm saying. Uh, all oh, Superboy Prime! If he was around, that whole day goes much differently. Oh yeah, the whole day. Well, we we are living in yeah. a fucked up alternate reality. Exactly. If he does that, this is doing a in a fucking Carhartt cape. <laughs> He drops the fucking the Bass Pro Shop pyramid on the White House. <laughs> Just oh man, he, dark, he dark, dark times. Flew from Kansas, decided to take a stop in Memphis. Right to pick like, up the Bass Pro Shop pyramid and throw it. The White House. <laughs> you know that used to be a basketball arena. Bass Pro Shop. Pyramid? Yes, that was the original purpose. I didn't know that. What yes, the yeah, the Memphis Grizzlies played their first season there. Ah, damn. You know you can get a hotel room there? Can you? Yeah, you can like stay there. Holy shit! It's, like a, it's a vacation destination for people. People will, like come. <laughs> people will go to Memphis to stay at the Bass Pro Shop Pyramid. Holy fuck! I'm crazy. Uh, anyway, other, other fallout from this: Dennis O'Neill. Uh, Rest in peace. Dennis O'Neill was the editor at the time and got harassed, like, in public because of this. Because <laughs> he wore, like, a... He would wear, like, a Batman pin on his lapel. And so people knew who he was. And someone was like, you're one of those guys who killed Robin. And it was just, like, a whole thing. The dude couldn't go to the grocery store. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Was not great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this, fandom, uh, was, fandom was always bad, folks. Yes, it, it, was, it was. Yeah, it was always awful. Always bad. Uh, this story begins in uh, Batman number four twenty six, which is uh, a double issue. Like this is technically a four issue story, but issue four twenty six is double the length. Yeah, a long as shit. 
But this is uh, Jim Starlin, Jim Aparo, uh, Micah DiCarlo on, uh, and Adrian Roy on colors. Um, and th there's a lot of like duos throughout history that people are very high on in terms of like their long term, uh, like what they mean to comics. Oh, uh, Claremont and Byrne, Wolfman and Perez, Bendis and Bagley. Um, like, there's a lot of a lot of like great duos throughout comics history. Starlin and Aparo, I don't think get enough love for what they're able to do with comics. Yeah, like I, I forgot. I I, I knew Starlin was was in this. But I, my I, my ear is like perked up, and uh, I saw it. It was a paro as well. Yeah, because they they did yeah. a lot of great work together, especially in the eighties. Um, also, Mike Mignola on covers. Man, uh, Mike Mignola of Hellboy fame. Uh, but let's get started with issue four twenty six, which opens at a warehouse on a dock, um, and. Uh, Batman and Robin are trying to track down a child pornography ring. That's in the first sentence of this book. Yeah. It took me three weeks to track down the kitty porn ring. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> and we so are alive, pal. Batman and Robin are waiting on the police, and Robin says, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> fuck waiting for the cops, says Jason Todd, who dives yeah. into the crowd and starts laying these dudes out. I was beating ass, and it, apparently in this story, Batman is only 210 pounds, which is which crazy is to me. Bullshit, he's 210. There no, he, he is 210 with an asterisk. Like, that <laughs> dude is at least 240. Right, like, no way. I, for, for comparison's sake, Bruce Wayne is supposed to be about 6'1", 6'2", 230. Look up a picture of Jeff Hardy in the year 2008. Who is supposed to? Who is six one? About two thirty. Yeah, like there ain't no way. Ain't no way. <laughs> like there's no way this uh, dude is is two hundred and ten pounds. You can go to hell. That's yeah. like how Capcom yeah. has been trying to sell you on the lie that Ryu is hundred and eighty seven pounds. Yeah, like his his right arm is one eighty. <laughs> Not the rest of them. Like, like no way. Does that, this dude Ryu was at least two fifty. Yes! He's built like John Cena. There's no way. Yeah. It's a big dude. It's a big uh, fucker. Yeah, Batman and Robin drop in and eat these perverts half to death. Well, not half to death, but they... Jason does. Jason is, is in here who fuck people up with a smile on his face. Yeah. Uh, I did make a note here of how it's easy to tell... Like, in the era before they decided to give all the Robins their own costumes... How it's how you can tell a comic with Jason in it versus a comic with Dick in it, which the is hair. the hair, the hair yeah. and the shape of his face. Like he has Jason, a little, he has a little, um, the little two curls in the front. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Before the time where they decided that the Robins should have different facial features, uh, the way you could tell them apart, the first three was their hair. I mean, and Tim wears a different costume than the others, so it's pretty easy yeah. with him. But like when they're in their civilian clothes. Jay, uh, Tim always or uh, Dick always parts his hair on the side. Jason has the two little curls in the front, and Tim's hair is parted uh, down the center. Yep. 
Also, God, no one thought to change his costume. Yeah, like I, Bat, like Batman has a hard time beating the, <laughs> beating the like. What are you doing with that little boy allegations? Because <laughs> granted, Jason is like sixteen here. Yeah, but still, he. But is. But still, not great. Jason does get a, a cool costume right around the time of Crisis uh, that doesn't stick. God, I have you ever seen it? I haven't. I don't think. Uh, let me let me send it over to you. Um, yeah, he gets this costume. It doesn't last very long, but it's unique to him. Oh, he should have kept that. He should have kept really this. Cool. It's really cool. This is dope. Yeah, this is uh, this is Batman three fifty eight in nineteen eighty three. Yeah. So yeah, Jason becomes Robin in eighty three. Yeah, he. This is this is. He should have kept that. Yeah, they absolutely should have kept this this costume. Um, for the listener, it's a, it's an all red, uh, long sleeve joint up top with a, a green and yellow collar connecting to his cape, uh, and long green types. This is kind of like the precursor to Tim's costume. Like this is very similar, but Tim's yeah. has the uh, still has the the tunic kind of thing, um, and the short sleeve, uh, the short green sleeves. Yeah, but but yeah is, that's a, a, look. a great look for him, uh, yeah. and it's unique to him, which is always good. I, mean, I, I I like now that obviously, like they're no longer Robin, but you know they all have their distinct looks. But like the one thing that, that I wish, and it's only really a problem for. Dick and Jason is like you know their costumes were there are times where like I'll look at just a picture of Batman and Robin and if I don't look at the hair I don't know if it's Dick or if it's Jason right like but I'm mad now this is a great look they should have somebody needs to wear this now also originally Jason had red hair and at some point they decided his hair was black Um, which I think when Grant Morrison starts writing uh, Batman, they may it's either Grant Morrison or um, or Judd Winnick decides that Jason's hair is red, but he dyes it black, which is doesn't does not paint Bruce in a great light. Yeah, like that hey, makes me wonder. Like, 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 is he dying it because he wants to? <laughs> or is he dying oh. it because he wants to look like like Dick? Yeah. Or is he dying it because Bruce wants him to look like Dick? Probably that. Um, but, this, but now this is. Go ahead. Because he only becomes Robin, and Bruce flat out says this in this book. It was because like he just didn't want to be out by himself. Yeah. Like he had just lost um, Grayson. He had, he had he had you know separated himself from Batman, and uh, wanted to be on his own. And Bruce just didn't like like I don't want to do this by myself. Like I've had a partner this whole time. Like right. And he just like jumped right into a new sidekick, which Jason and yeah, Bruce. Yep. Has, Bruce has been working with a partner for ostensibly seven or eight years. By the time Dick quits, yeah. you get used mm-hmm. to it, uh, and and it helps because you know if people if, if if criminals start noticing that oh 
uh, Batman's by himself now, you know, that might, you know, make the crime fighting thing a bit harder. Which is what um, happens they... in the aftermath of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, during A Lonely Place of Dying, that's kind of the impetus for it, is that Tim Drake, who found out years ago that Dick Grayson was Robin, realized that Dick Grayson was now Nightwing and a different Robin, a different kid was Robin, realizes that Robin is gone and that Batman has been getting slow and sloppy and needs a partner. Uh, so he tries to convince Dick Grayson to come back and be Robin again. Uh, Dick turns him down, so Tim decides to do it. Which is a crazy origin. Tim just goes, yeah, I'm your partner now. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, all right. <laughs> I, mean, I, I guess. guess, man. Yep. So... Uh, Bruce scolds Jason. He's like, hey, what the fuck is, was... Why did you do that? <laughs> He's like, well, there were only eight of them. We had them. He says, we're, we were supposed to be waiting for the cops. What are you doing? What do you think this is? Some sort of game? And they go home separately. <laughs> like, Yeah, which is so funny. <laughs> which is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to Whataburger first. Let me take the mansion. <laughs> you think they got Whataburger in in Gotham? Probably. I I, I bet Bruce put one there. <laughs> Bruce went to Texas once and said, "Oh, we gotta oh, have yeah. oh, this. Oh, we gotta have three of these." <laughs> <laughs> he has one in the Batcave. <laughs> he he the only employees Alfred, so that Alfred yeah, can right. make it for him. That's right. Master Bruce, your Whataburger. <laughs> your Wawa, sir. <laughs> your in and out double double animal style. <laughs> you just eating the fucking a, a bowl full of chili fries at the back computer looking at crime scene photos. <laughs> uh, so oh, Bruce nasty, and Alfred actually stuff. talk about um, talk about it, and they're like, "Hey, what the fuck's with Jason?" Um, and Alfred points out, yeah, he avoids talking about his parents. I've come, I've come upon him several times looking at that battered old photograph of his mother and father crying. When he sees me, he leaves the room. And Bruce is like, I might have gotten him started too early. And uh, he, as a result, he's like, okay, he's going off active duty immediately. And Jason comes in. Reveals that he's been standing there long enough. And is like, we, what, the fuck, man? You can't yeah, be like, serious. I don't got a say in this? Like, no, dude, I'm Batman. Yeah, yeah, like, what the fuck? Whose house do you think this is? It's Batman and, pal. Yeah. He says, you've got to be in the right frame of mind. So let's talk about your parents. He says, <laughs> he says you want to talk? Talk to Alfred. Yeah, art him up. Storms out. Um, meanwhile, at Arkham, <laughs> the Joker has escaped. We find out because of a newspaper that says in large font, "Joker escapes again." The Joker right. at large. I, w- I wonder how many people in Gotham are surprised to ever see that in the paper. They're like, it's the third probably time not. Like, oh, it's. It's a Wednesday. Some dude's on his way to his office job. 
gets the Gotham Post and sees this, he probably just goes, give me a donut, too. I might die today. Joker's out there. Who knows? Might as well make it a double, man. Yeah, he only lived once in Gotham City. Jeez. Gotham's rent's got to be crazy low. Like, Oh, dude. Imagine living in Gotham on purpose. Like, imagine <laughs> moving to Gotham. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like, moving to Gotham or Bloodhaven, especially, like, Metropolis's rent has to be super high. Got to be. Because Gotham what? is in New Jersey and uh, Metropolis is in Delaware. You you could just pack up and drive there. Like rent's got to be sky high in Metropolis. Oh yeah, you gotta yeah, six figures easy. Cause ain't no way I'm raising my family in fucking Gotham City. Nope. <laughs> Places that <are> actually cursed. That's <laughs> yeah, a literal curse on it. Uh. Bruce says, uh, for years I've tried to talk Arkham Asylum into tightening up its security. It's adequate for your run-of-the-mill psychopathic killer, but for someone like the Joker, well... <laughs> Joker... <laughs> Gordon's like, yeah, Joker got into the janitor's storage room and mixed up a, a version of his laughing gas using common cleaning agents. Joker boiled some fabuloso. Yeah, it, it, it <laughs> killed nine people. Like he 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 peed in some Clorox and got out of prison. <laughs> like, good Lord Almighty! And so the uh, the Justice League and the Titans are on alert. Um, and this is after I always had the order backwards. Like in my head, I always think the Killing Joke was after this. I was about to say this. Yeah, like I was. Like surprised when they made that reference, like oh shit, this is before, this is after Killing Joke. Yeah, because like um, it, at the end of the Killing Joke, it's implied that the Batman that Batman kills the Joker, yep. uh, and we find out here that is not the case. I think because of I think most people when they read the Killing Joke, they think it's a one-off, like they don't realize that that, that actually did happen. They were just presented, though, know, like. Oh, they were within a few months of each other. Yeah, like uh, it's 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 crazy, uh, but yeah, but like I I mentioned to a friend of mine that I was gonna be doing um, this, uh, episode of the podcast, um, and they had never read um, they've read the Killing Joke, they never read this, and um, I mentioned that and they were like, wait, like a Killing Joke actually like is canon? I was like, yeah, yeah, like. It, like you would think that it's not because like all the collections or whatever, it looks like just a one-off story that someone made. But no, like that actually happened. Like Barbara actually did get crippled by the Joker, and she was like that for a long time. She, Barbara is shot by the Joker in 1988 and is stays that way until 2011 when they rebooted the timeline. Yeah, like she is. She's more more known as Oracle than as Batgirl. Yeah, I would say. And the the tricky thing too is that like people had to fight to keep Barbara as uh, as Oracle. I think she should have said Oracle personally. Yeah, I mean, and she's Oracle oh. again now. Yeah, but but yeah, um, it's a weird change. Yeah, I mean, it's Dan DiDio really wanted to do it. Uh, is what it came down to. He yeah. 
was very uh like he pushed really hard to get her uh to be we talked about this in the Batgirl episode me and Jesse did but he, um Dio wanted to get her to be Batgirl instead of Stephanie like if he had gotten his way Steph's Batgirl run would have just never happened which is crazy because the way that the way that Steph's story was going at the time it doesn't make sense for her to not turn out to be Batgirl yeah like she comes back there's nothing that uh, there's nothing that she uh, like she comes back she's with Tim for a while then they split up Tim goes to do the Red Robin thing which like if you don't make Steph Batgirl that just leaves this character in limbo It's yeah. They whenever when it comes to Barbara and Stephanie, I feel like both. I mean, I think they they both ended up in the right roles, but man, it was like a period of time where I felt like they did not know what they wanted to do with Barbara. They definitely didn't know for the longest time what the fuck to do with Steph. Yeah, it worked out in the end, but like re like like being an active reader. In those times, you just had to hope for the best if you liked those characters, pretty much. Right. Yeah, the and so you don't see Batman kill the Joker in that story, but the implication is that he does. And then they decided to walk that back. Uh, yeah, I guess so they could use him for this. But this is two times yeah. in a year that Joker does severe harm uh, to somebody that Batman cares about, and they kept the Joker on board, like, as a character. Yeah, which... I don't get it, but, you know... I would have... I would have <laughs> yeah. had that motherfucker <laughs> hung from the rafters. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if I was writing the story, I would have just taken the Joker out of, like... Like, maybe not kill him, but have Batman t- hand him over to Superman and just go do something with this guy. Yeah, like uh, Phantom Zone, you had, go, pal. I would have had Batman put him in a fucking saw trap. That's what I would have done. <laughs> that motherfucker uh, would have been done for. Uh, so Joker has escaped and has made it to some warehouse, uh, and he's got this fucking mook named Rupert with him. Yeah. Yeah, you're just too hot to be sticking around Gotham, boss. Cripes, I don't think you'd be safe anywhere in this country. Uh, Rupert sucks. <laughs> yeah, this dude's a piece of shit. Uh, also, Joker has a fucking cruise missile. <laughs> which, how? <laughs> um, okay. Just somehow, a singular, a singular yeah, cruise missile. That he says he got from, like, a CIA contact or some shit? Yeah. Uh, a friend of the military, uh, quote, through a friend of mine in the military who owed me a big favor. What are you doing <laughs> in your life that you owe the Joker a favor? For real. Like, what What low did you hit? What or mistakes have you, you made owe, You life? owe the Joker a favor that results in you having to give him a cruise missile. <laughs> Like, <laughs> what the fuck did you owe him? What did he do for you? Some wild choices had to have been made. 
Oh, man. D- poor decisions yeah, were made, for sure. Um, yeah, he planned, originally planned to fire it at City Hall. But... And, yeah, of course. And his quote, because the Joker is broke because they seized all his assets. Yeah, I, I feel like modern takes on the Joker... They want to lean really so like, hard into the psychology of him when... Like he's just a criminal. He's, he's just like a illegit, illegitimate. Is a an actual criminal organization? Yes, he's crazy, but he's also just a criminal. Like he, he just is, happens to be. A he used to be a petty well. thief. Yeah, like like I I I get wanting to put more like meat on that bone, but the Joker is not that interesting. Beyond, he's crazy, and like he's, him just being crazy is interesting. <laughs> yeah, like you don't really need to peel back. Um, I'm 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 cashing in my um, 90 second tangent tangent in the bank Go. because again, Todd Phillips is doing Joker two. I hate that motherfucker. I want I want to him half to death because that movie single handedly. Is going to be like that's people's Joker. It is Joaquin Phoenix in that movie. Like they're going to see that, and that's going to be what they think the Joker is. And it pisses me off because I watched that movie. I'm sorry. I'm resp- I'm partly responsible for why there's going to be a Joker too. I paid money to see that movie. My hands are clean, partner. Day. Yeah, like I, I, I fucking, I'm complicit. Put me in jail. But also, that movie has nothing to say about the Joker. The point where I don't know why it's even called that. Yeah. Like that could have been You could have called it Tears of the Clown or whatever. Yeah. Like like it's so unrelated. Like like all like the the Batman references in that movie are so ham fisted. A part of me thinks that it wasn't about the Joker initially at all. Yeah. Todd Phillips turned it into that so it would get made. But yeah, that movie, fuck the Joker. Um, it's Todd rules. Yeah, I mean, because like, part of it too is after the Dark Knight came out, and after Heath Ledger. No disrespect to Heath Ledger because he fucking yeah. killed it in that movie. He's great. Yeah, like, but guess what? Yeah, Heath he's, Ledger. He's great is a lot of the times in that movie just doing crimes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the I, first thing he I does is rob a bank. <laughs> yeah, I rewatched The Dark Knight recently, and I was like, I, I hadn't seen it in so long. And most people's talk of that movie in regards to Joker, that Joker is not in this movie. He's just a criminal. Yeah. He's, he's playing games with Gotham, yeah, but ultimately he's like, hey, you guys are doing crime really bad. I'm going to take it over and do it better. He just so happens to also enjoy fucking with Batman. Yeah, because it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, but like, ultimately he's just a criminal. Like he like he he does crime because he likes doing crime. Like yes, yeah, like you could you could say that he's kind of an anarchist, but ultimately. He's just a crazy dude who likes doing illegal shit. 
a purple in a purple coat. That's yeah. it. That's all the Joker is. Worth uh, mentioning too, the Joker, <laughs> like Jim Aparo's Joker here in this book, is like fully Caesar Romero. Dude, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like he looks like scary in this. Yes. Like how long his face is is like <laughs> legit unsettling. Like in every and like it gets longer. The longer the book goes on, like his his chin just like grows and grows. It's kind of freaky. It's, uh, has, to be, has to be intentional. Joker wants to take this cruise missile and uh, and dismantle it and sell it to terrorists uh, in the Middle East. Which that's yeah, it's problematic, yeah. Jim. Just a little bit. Just Did not age gonna, great. You have to remember gone, this was uh, 34 years ago. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Different era. An eyebrow raised for me, but, you know, different times. We, we'll get more of those. Oh, go oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, will we? Jesus Christ. At one point, I had to put my phone down. I was like, ah, God. They did some. There's some art. There's some weird shit that happens here. I don't know enough about Jim Starlin as a person to make value judgments, but weird decisions are made. I'm like, dog. Like, did no one tell you no? (laughs) Why didn't Teddy O'Neill look at this and go, "Yeah, that's a good call"? Yeah, like, why did no one stop this? But you know, we'll get there. Uh, so yeah, Rupert and the Joker take the missile, and we'll check in with them later. Jason walks back to his old neighborhood uh, in Crime Alley. Like, worth mentioning, Jason grew up in the shittiest neighborhood in Gotham. Do you know how shitty a neighborhood has to be to be the shittiest neighborhood in Gotham City, New Jersey? You would think every alley in Gotham is called Crime Alley. (laughs) No, it's it's just one. (laughs) It's coincidentally the alley where Bruce's parents were killed. It's the alley that Jason grew up. Yeah, it, it's just yeah, just wild. Like I'm like, like you said, like imagine living in Gotham and there being a worse place in Gotham. Like, like Tim lived in the suburbs of Gotham and they were still shitty. Yeah, but this yeah. is like ugh. You know how shitty you have to be for your suburbs to be like, hey, you don't want to live there. <laughs> yeah, that's Gotham for you, baby. Um, and so Jason walks all the way back to his old building. And reminisces about his parents. Uh, his mother, Catherine Todd, a, uh, a good woman who probably loved her son deeply, only wanted the best for him. And Willis Todd, who probably loved Jason also. Maybe that's why he drifted into crime, hoping to give his son a better life. The poor fool realized too late that those kinds of shortcuts never pan out. Catherine Todd's life was cut short by a disease that just didn't care how much she, love she had in her heart. Jason's dad fell victim to the vicious gangster he was working for, Two-Face. I want to touch on this really quick, and this is going to be like the quickest note. They really like tying the Robins to Two-Face. Dick's first villain was Two-Face. Jason's dad worked for Two-Face. The first villain Tim faces is Two-Face. Like, it's it's always Two-Face. (laughs) <laughs> Two faces just fucking Roderick Strong and <laughs> <laughs> he just 
your, your, your first match, you got to go through Roddy. Yes, you yeah. Get back broke. He's Lance Archer in AEW. Hey, we got to establish right. this guy's a uh, this guy's fucking tough. Get no, him in there with Lance. You know, Two Face is like mid '90s X Pac. Yeah. You, <laughs> oh, if, if you're coming you, over from WCW. You got to work Pac. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't work with Pac, something's wrong. You can't something, solve something. a Two Face crime. You, you're not yeah. gonna make it. That's right. Fucking the WWF Heat of supervillains. <laughs> Al Snow. Yeah, he's, he's he's developmental. <laughs> you gotta work a few oh, shots on metal yeah. and yeah. jacked with two fists. <laughs> you gotta get a few velocity reps in. Shotgun Saturday night with Harvey <laughs> Dent. We got you booked on on WCW Thunder against Two Face. You work at WCW yeah. Saturday night. Oh man, you jerk in the curtain. Glacier. <laughs> He's Alex Wright. Oh, I'm gonna start calling Two Face FCW. <laughs> uh, Jason walks by his old building, and this woman calls out to him and says, "You're Jason Todd, right?" And he goes, "Yeah." She said, "Come up here. I got something for you, Jason." Which is uh, as as someone who's been trained by Batman. <laughs> why, <laughs> like? Why would you go, yeah, okay. You're crime alley, dude. The thing she might have for you might be a bullet. You grew up here. You yeah. know how people are. Like, why would you just like, yeah, you know my name. You must be okay. Like, come on, Jason. Like, Granted, this woman is on the up and up. Um, she is, but it's just like, it's just so funny that Jason is just like, yeah, okay. I'll come up. And the person that I don't know. Uh, yeah, like, he doesn't know this woman. She knows him. Because she... Oh, no, he does know her. He does recognize her. When oh, yeah, he, he, says her, he, he says her name, Mrs. Walker. He says Mrs. Walker, that. yeah. Um, Disregard like, that, that that me calling Jason stupid, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, and so she's like, yeah, you disappeared after your mom died. He's like, yeah, they were going to put me in a fucking home. I wasn't going to... I wasn't doing it. Yeah, dude. I was living in a box selling tires, lady. Like, <laughs> I would rather sell tires than be a ward of the state. Yeah, in Gotham, no less. I would rather be a child living in a garage in Gotham. Yep. And so this woman's like, when the when when no one claimed your family stuff, the landlord sold them off. I was able to save this stuff for you in case you ever came back. And so it's like pictures <laughs> of his family. It's like his birth certificate, things he might need. Yeah, it's real sweet. This raises a question too, because like Bruce is his legal guardian. Was yeah? Why did he have this? Why did why did Bruce not go before this? Like, oh shit, you don't know where any of this stuff is. Let's just go down to you know the courthouse and get your birth. Yeah. like get a new birth certificate printed for you. Go to city hall and get you some important documents. You don't even have to wait in line. You think Bruce Wayne is waiting in line at the fucking DMV? Yeah. No. He he, he buy he would buy the DMV. <laughs> it just go okay go we'll be uh, out of here before before 10 a.m yeah very very weird like um parenting choices by bruce here because yeah it's it's very funny that dick just didn't have most of this stuff uh not dick jason, jason. I know see they mean. fucking they, they look alike yep that side uh, profile be fucking me up 
So Bruce goes to he tracks down a guy named Gaspar Taylor, uh, who's his known associate of the Joker's. The Joker having known associates is crazy. Yeah. Like a regular dude who works for the Joker. Yeah, like imagine just like knowingly being like pals with the Joker. <laughs> wow. probably, dude probably worked for the Falcons or something. Probably. Yeah, that tracks. Um, and so Bruce steps into the window and almost gets shot and does the highest like can can kick. Yeah, he <laughs> That brother plays Tekken. That's an Oscar Kazama kick I've ever ever seen it. <laughs> uh, and so yeah, Bruce follows just, through with a punch. Follows through so hard that he knocks him out for a few hours. Shit, I can't. I can't question him. My bad. Yep. Whoops. He goes to his luggage and sees he's going to Lebanon. Interesting. Weird. Uh, Very weird. Tries to follow other... Tries to find other Joker henchmen. Uh, can't find them. Realizes maybe they're all in Lebanon. Also, Batman is just out in the middle of the day, which is crazy to me. Yeah, also... Batman is oddly funny in this story. Yes. Like, Batman is kind of hilarious. Like, like, with, like some of the things he says and how he reacts to certain stuff, it's like almost out of character how funny Batman is. But it's only out of character if you only know of Batman from like modern Dark stuff Knight and shit like that, where people like to play him up as just like this brooding, like unfunny loner. When in actuality, he's Bruce is hilarious. Yeah, Bruce is like he doesn't mean to be, but he's fucking hilarious. Yeah, like Gail Simone's Bruce is really funny. Like, because um, oh, he yeah. just says normal people things, but he's wearing a Batman costume, which makes him <laughs> like that's what made Robert Pattinson's Batman so great. Because <laughs> he's Batman. just a dude. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and people look at him and goes like, "Who the fuck is this dude in a in a gimp suit at a crime scene?" And ba- and Bruce is like all serious. <laughs> You know, when like, he the scene in the Batman where he's at the police station, I laughed about that uh, for a week. That's the fu- that that is the funniest thing I have ever seen in a movie all year. Like no <laughs> bullshit. I was the only one in my theater laughing my ass off because it was <laughs> fucking hilarious. When he says, "I got you an assault and assault an officer. You got me an assault in three. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah, like that's funny. Like Bruce doesn't know that's funny, but it but it's funny. Oh, when he goes thumb drive, <laughs> and it's just a yeah. Joke. God, that that whole movie is jokes. Bruce <laughs> running down a, a hallway is hilarious. <laughs> just like they went like I don't know if Matt Reeves just on purpose, but he made Bruce the funniest motherfucker alive in that movie. Uh, this dude's like, just sitting in his basement listening to Nirvana. Yeah, just oh god, Robert Pattinson, my my man. I, I, knew, I knew you had it. I knew you had it in you, and you didn't let me down. But yeah, you haven't seen the Batman. Watch the Batman. It's on it's HBO a, Max. Yeah, it's a great movie. It will make noise when you first see Selena Kyle, and Bruce Wayne slash Batman is fucking hilarious in it. When the first time, she, the first time the camera panned up to Selena, uh, in my head, you know, you know the song "Fortunate" by Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Posted on Twitter of Wilson Fisk <laughs> the event, making that that moaning noise. That was me. I was I was fighting for my life to not make that noise audible. The the noise I made. You ever just? I think I said it to you. You ever just like kind of like scare a dog? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just just like a low yelp. Just yes. hear yourself. Oh man, Zoe. Um, Zoe. Zoe Kravitz, call me. Um, anyway. I can fix her. Yeah, I'll be too. Uh, uh, any, so, anywho. Dick, or Bruce, fuck! Dick, Bruce, Jake, this, right? Uh, I and feel like, like my grandmother. Not, I just can't remember anybody's <laughs> fucking name. That's right. Bruce, um... Bruce calls home to talk to Alfred. And so Jason has gotten back and just staring at these pictures... Uh, some, you know, he looks really happy here. Yeah, uh, like it's 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 odd seeing him smile. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he looks at his birth certificate and is shocked. Uh, there's his name, Jason Peter Todd. And then his mother's name starts with an S on there, and his the rest is smudged out. But Jason has always known his mother's name is Catherine. Catherine, last I checked, does not start with an S. Dun dun. Plot He's twist. A- Jason was living with his stepmom the whole uh-huh. time. And then he realizes that means that my real mom might be alive. And he finds you know- his father's address book. Goes through it and right comes down to three women whose names all start uh, with the letter S, and decides one of them has to be her. This is pretty good deductive reasoning. Yeah, like this is like actually a great detective work from Jason. Like this really does highlight, you know, oh yeah, like he's been training with Batman, so of course he's gonna pick up. Also. I forgot about this little wrinkle. This makes this story ten times sadder. Oh yeah. Like I totally forgot that this was the Why impetus for Jason being in that warehouse. Is mm-hmm. yeah, that like He's he was looking, looking for, his, for mom. his mom. So yeah. When I got to this 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 page and seeing how happy he is and like how like hell bent he is on fighting, I was like, Oh, oh man. Yeah. So, he narrows it down to three women. I contend it should have been two. Given yeah, the three I, I, women that we're provided with here, there should only be two. I feel like once you get to the name Shiva Husan, that might eliminate that one. Yes, yeah, because the, the three women are Charmaine Rosen, who emigrated to Israel in 1982 and currently works for their secret service, which, we're not going to touch on that. We're not going to... Yeah, we're... This is not NPR. Um, this is not the pot. If you are here for measured takes about real world events, we are not the guys to give it to you. If you want bits, though, we you got want bits, bits, you want jokes. Yeah, we got bits. We got bits. <laughs> we got comedy. All right. 
This, no. <laughs> this show is listed in the comedy section. That's right. Uh, Shiva Wusan, a lady with a shadowy past, is suspected of being a mercenary operating out of Lebanon at the moment. Which I feel like we need to remember. The Lady Shiva was an already established character. Jason yeah, how, does, know, how does Jason not know who Shiva is? Shiva doesn't wear a costume. Yeah, or she doesn't have like a fake name. Her name is Shiva. Yeah. And then she operates as Lady Shiva. <laughs> so I don't know how Jason didn't. Also, her first together. name is Sandra, and she changed it to Shiva at some point. Living, living the gimmick. And, like, Dick fought her. So, like... <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, it's wild that Jason just didn't put two and two together here. And then uh, Dr. Sheila Haywood. And also, furthermore, Shiva is so clearly an Asian woman. Yeah. Like, like, like it's hard to tell in these old books... But, like, her skin color is, like, slightly darker than the other two women in this panel. She has different eyes, like... Yep, like, just like the way she's, like... Like, granted, like, they don't go out of their way to, like, make it known that she's... That she's an Asian woman. But her name is Shiva Wusan. Yeah, so I feel like that kind of gives it away. Yeah. And then the third is Dr. Sheila Haywood, who is working on famine relief efforts in Ethiopia. Which, uh... Jason, I will say, does start with the just based on physical build, who I would think is his mother. It's just Charmin Rose. Right. Yeah, he, he he goes for the what for the most obvious. Right, the uh, woman who one looks the most like him, like dark hair, light Which eyes. Extracts like aside from the 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 Shiva kerfuffle, like I feel like like you said, this is very good deduction from from Todd here. Like he really yeah. does like put in the work. Uh, he he's still mad at Bruce, and he's like Bruce is wouldn't Bruce wouldn't care about finding my real mother. All he gets off on is catching crooks. <laughs> he probably yeah. can't, couldn't even understand why I want to locate the woman. You think Bruce Wayne? Yeah, you think who has Bruce been mourning the death of his parents for thirty years? You think he wouldn't understand you wanting to go find your mom? Yeah, dude. Like, Have, Drew, like Bruce dresses up like a giant bat. Instead of going to therapy, because his parents are dead, like I think if you brought this to him, he would be down to help you find your mom. <laughs> um, like I, I think, like, does Jason not know? He, no, like, he, he totally does. Yeah. Like, like it's it's just like so funny that he would like. This is a weird bit of writing, and I, I mean, feel but like, it's like a teenager being like a teenager. Yeah, he's like, what, 16, 17 years? Like, 16. Yeah, so, logic does go off the window when you're mad at your dad. Yeah. Um, and so, he... He's like, uh, of course I have to thank Bruce for financing my little adventure. Very thoughtful of him to provide me with all this plastic gold. He takes out his credit cards. Yeah. Uh, well, it has three. And so... We cut away to the Joker and Rupert who have killed a plane and or killed a plane, God. Killed a pilot and hijacked a plane. Yeah. Typical Joker things. Yeah. You and think so, Joker went somewhere to get that pilot cap 
or did he just take it from the pilot? I think he took that. I feel like he would stop somewhere to get his own <laughs> pilot cap. He wear. just had one. He, he's like, wait, just had one just still in place. Case. It'll be really funny if I have this hat. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, on a intercontinental flight, Jason asks. Jason tries to order rum and coke. Uh, this does not work. My yeah, note here is, is that <laughs> Jason is dressed like. <laughs> Uh, he's just like way uh, like uh, what's his fucking name from Sleeping Dogs Wei Shen <laughs> yes uh, I, I had him that he he looks like fucking Tommy Versetti <laughs> like he's on his, his way to Vice City right now in this panel um, so Bruce tracks down the Joker's warehouse uh does some investigating, checks the Geiger counter, realizes some shit was radioactive here, and the Joker has some sort of nuclear device. Yep. And so, he's like, but why is he taking it to Lebanon? Oh, right, because he's fucking broke and he needs needs some money. (laughs) Yeah, Batman's like, oh, easy. This nigga ain't got no job. Like, he ain't got no funds in the bank. He gotta re up quick. Uh, he's like, no, no criminals in America are gonna have the money, so I'm gonna sell it to terrorists in the Middle East. Yeah. Yep. Tracks. Which I feel like, if you just drive the Bloodhaven, someone will find use of a nuclear cruise missile. Blockbuster's oh, got to be around somewhere. And what's what's Tombstone doing? He could probably use a missile, like mask, like. Penguin, like, like you could, yeah, you could sell that to somebody and get oh, for sure. Oh, Oswald Cobblepot would love to have a fucking missile. Yeah. He painted black and white. He'd have a, a ball with it. He'd have a Just bow tie on it. it. Yeah, he would turn into like a big ass umbrella. <laughs> Just fire it downtown somewhere. <laughs> Just put it on top of the iceberg lounge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Alfred, when Bruce comes home, Alfred runs up to him with a note from Jason, uh, saying that he's run away. And Bruce has to face the choice of: Do I stay in Gotham to live up to my responsibilities as his guardian, or do I go after the guy who has a nuclear bomb? Hard choice. I would argue he makes the correct one. I I agree. I was saying that sarcastically because, like, yeah, I, I, I feel like this is something that, like, that side of Twitter who just hates Batman mm-hmm. point that, at that fucking like, dude on TikTok who's always walking around his martial arts dojo yelling about what he hates I, Batman. I, I blocked that guy. Yeah, I fucking hate him. He's yeah, me so too. Uh, that, that dude got on my nerves real quick. But yeah, like, like the people who don't like Batman, I feel like, like this is a thing that they point at to, to say that. Wow, oh, Batman's like, a shitty is, dad. It's like. No, the this Joker dude had a nuclear weapon. Has a nuclear ha- bomb. Yeah, the Joker has a weapon of mass destruction. He's trying to sell it to terrorists who are going to I, who are going to use it to bomb a residential area. Yeah, like a 16-year-old having a temper tantrum on paper does not seem Right, cuz Jason does not fully explain where he's going or what he's doing here. Yeah, like in the he notes. just says he's leaving. Yeah. yeah. Like he doesn't 
tell them any information. So all Bruce thinks is, okay, well... He's around town somewhere. Yeah, like, while he's working off some steam, I'm gonna go stop the Joker from becoming a terrorist. Yeah. So Bruce heads to Lebanon, who, after checking in with a friend of his at the CIA, it is never explained if Ralph Bundy is a friend of Bruce Wayne's or a friend of Batman's. I would assume a friend of Bruce Wayne's, because I think um, comes up again later yeah. and Bruce is going somewhere as Bruce. I think he's uh, using the I work with Batman cover identity at this point. Yeah, so I think that's... But it's never like plainly stated um, if Ralph knows Bruce or Bats. Yeah. Uh, but basically, they find he goes with some CIA guys to find the plane uh, in Lebanon, find a dead pilot, and realize, yeah, the Joker was definitely here with that nuke. Uh, they and, find the plane, dead pilot. Not great. Bruce uh, yep. thinks about Jason some as he gets in the uh, gets in his jeep. Uh, phones home to ask Alfred, like, hey, do we get anything about Jason? It's like, uh, yeah, he's in Israel. Oh, great, well, I'm already, I'm already close by, thankfully. So, uh, yeah, yeah. like, Bruce is surprisingly not phased. I think he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I'll, I'll get him. Yeah, he's like, why is he here? We'll figure it out. Uh, which cuts right to Jason. Uh, who is like, thinking to himself about how they wouldn't tell him where Charmaine Rosen is. And it's like, yeah, Jason, they're not going to tell you where one of their fucking secret agents is. Yeah, that's kind of the whole point of being a secret agent, my man. <laughs> you ever like, seen a Bond flick, pal? Yep. Uh, he, he does find in. the hotel yeah. at she's in. Yeah, finds out that she's in Beirut. Uh, which... Coincidentally, Bruce is headed to Beirut. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce goes to. Bruce is in Beirut under a Northern Irish passport, which is really specific. He could have just picked any yeah. country where white people live, and would have been. Yeah, but, but like he, I'm sure there's probably like some any specific reason for why specifically Northern Irish people are welcome in Beirut, but yeah. He could have just said I've been using a Canadian passport. Yeah, but no, he... I don't know. I thought I that Bruce speaks Farsi. You know what's scarier? Joker speaks Farsi. Yes! <laughs> How the fuck does he know that? Where did he learn that? Like, he speaks fluent Farsi in his book, which is very funny. You learned that in Arkham? I guess so. He got them Duolingo books. <laughs> the little owl is telling him, hey, keep up your streak, Joker. That's right. Uh, so he says, take me to the w- worst section of the city where the criminals gather. And the, the shot, the, the, the taxi like, driver so hard, his head whips around, he goes, huh? He says, huh, in English. Yes. That's how surprised he is. But he does it. So he's like, oh, well, this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, 
So he just immediately switches back into his Batman costume. A lot of quick changes here from Bruce. Yeah, which I'm like, where, where was the costume? Oh, this he had luggage. He had the shirt on under, like he still had the the top under his shirt. We see him button the shirt up on top of it earlier. So it's just where oh, was he okay. hiding the the mask and cape? Yeah, yeah, because like, cause like you can't see the cow. Like, yeah. like you can't see the symbol because his shirt's open. So I'm just like, huh? I I, I guess it's unbuttoned. Yeah, okay, yeah, I, I see it now. Like, yeah. uh, it, it's, it's buttoned up in one panel, and then it, it's unbuttoned uh, right before they do the, the quick change. So I was like, yeah. where's the, the bat symbol at on his chest? I can't see it. But regardless, yeah, tons of quick changes. Uh, also, I love this suit. Yeah, the gray and blue is really classic. Like, yeah. I, I like a lot of the modern stuff. Like, I really like um, anything that's got, like, the, the purple on it. Or I like the mm. the simple gray with the the black bat, no background. Yep, but yeah, something uh, about the the blue, the yellow, and the black just really it does yeah, it. Looks great. Um, and so Bruce finds uh, finds one dude after beating up four other guys. Uh, yeah. Uh, a man named Peter Brando is who has what he's looking for. Um, another, another instance of Bruce being hilarious. He he says thanks as he knocks his dude out with a punch. Yeah, just big right just hand. Punch. The whack. Uh, he goes to the Hotel Blue to find Peter Rosen. Coincidentally, Jason Todd is also heading to the Hotel Blue to find Charmin Rosen. Uh, and while Jason ponders whether he just walks up and asks if she's his mother... A hand reaches out and grabs him and says, What are you doing here? <laughs> it's Bruce. It's like, what the yeah. fuck, man? <laughs> like, why are you here? Jesus Christ. He's like, I'm here looking for my mother. He's like, Jason, your mom is dead. So Jason lays out the whole story for him. Uh, and uh, he lays out the three people that it could be. Again, Bruce has met Shiva. Yeah, like, like does hearing the name Shiva Wusan not ring a bell in Bruce's head here? Maybe he just doesn't know her first name. Maybe. Or no, her last name. Like, maybe yeah, he just doesn't maybe. know. He's like, huh, maybe that name's more, com- more like, common than I yeah, thought. Maybe. Because he knows that Jason is, like, 100% purebred white boy. That dude is red. <laughs> Just like there's there's no mistaking that dude. He's he is not Dick Grayson. Like there's no debating whether he's white or not. Right. You think about how uh how the ratio of Robins who are white and Robins who are not is almost pretty much even. And actually if you huh. count Duke because I know some people count do Duke. count Duke. Uh it's count Duke. It's it's fifty fifty. Yeah, I count Duke. There's a Robin figure of him. Yep, Duke Duke rules. I'm a big uh, fan of Duke. Duke is the milkman. <laughs> Duke is me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Duke. So someone someone just just watched me for like from like 
the ages of 18 to 22 were like, alright, I got a base for this dude. But yeah, he's great. Fan of Duke. We gotta get a Duke story on here sometime. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he's like, hey, well, with you here, uh, coming to coming to help my mom, um, we'll find her. Uh, we'll find her right away. And uh, Bruce is like, ah, that's not why I'm here. About he, that, pal. <laughs> house is light. Hate to bring it to you, but uh, <laughs> it doesn't work for me, brother. Yeah, I'm here on real business, not this family shit. Sorry. <laughs> and Jason's like, kind of upset about it. And he's like, yeah, you know, nothing glamorous about hunting down a runaway. He says, Jason, that's not fair. He has a nuclear bomb. Yeah. <laughs> and so they both go, look over there. That's Peter Rosen and Charmin Rose, or Peter Brando and Charmin Rosen together. Um. Uh, I like the way she is drawn here, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I don't think this character is ever used again, which is a shame, because this is, like, a good design. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I checked, and, yeah, I don't think... I think she was just for this. <laughs> like, and that's it. Like, she never has any relevance to a man again, which sucks. You know, I think I think she shows up again and like a flashback at some point, but that's about it. it sucks. It sucks. Like I said, great design. Um, but they go and they follow them out into the desert, uh, and hang glide <laughs> in broad daylight. And Bruce says, "Maybe I'm getting, uh, maybe I'm getting precognitive in my old age." Bruce is like 35 here. <laughs> yeah. They... <laughs> oh man, this is why Bruce is funny because he he thinks these things and doesn't realize how fucking ridiculous they think they sound. Uh, they uh, they sneak in. Rosen is basically working the same case that they are, which is the Joker, who looks like. The Joker looks like he's going on a trip to Disney World. Yeah, like <laughs> it's in the like, middle of the desert, looking like a painted-up Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, what's the deal with uh, airline food? <laughs> oh my God. To hear, need to hear Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> giving the fucking the scar speech in his voice. You want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> My father. <laughs> Some man just just want to see the world burn. <laughs> oh man, means that George Costanza is penguin. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kramer's Two Face. I was I was in the pool, Joker. Yeah, Kramer's Two Face, and that means that Lorraine is uh, Elaine Lorraine? is fucking Catwoman. Listen, I will withhold my comments. Oh, she can get it. <laughs> Shout out! I'll say it. 
to Julia no, no. Louise Dreyfus. She can get it. She can get it. Any era. That is fine wine. Ever see Brad Hall on the street? These hands pay that much. Uh, That's a dead man walking. <laughs> this is where we get to the Joker speaking Farsi. Yeah, which I couldn't believe it. I was like, this dude it took the time to learn a foreign language just in case he ever had to come here to do a fucking terrorist deal. Like, and he speaks it fluently. Like, it's... Yeah, like, he's good at it. Like, they <laughs> understand him perfectly. He says, like, here you I, go, pal. I fully expected it to be played for jokes. Like, there'd be, like, some little, like, side bubble about him speaking it badly. No, he's just speaking fluent Farsi. Uh, he's like, I get. I bet you're pretty anxious to shoot it at Tel Aviv, huh? Sounds. That, that's probably a very bad thing to say, but I didn't write this book. I'm just reading it. Ah, uh, listen. <laughs> I mean, I had nothing to do with it. That's right. Uh, and so Joker goes. Well, me and my boys are gonna get the fuck out of here. See ya. And they're like, no, 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 no. You're going to sit here and wait until after we launch the missile. Uh, we wish to make sure we haven't bought how you say a pig in a poke. Joker looks back. Relax, boys. No reason we shouldn't stick around to watch the show. Did not know that was a thing people said. A pig in a poke. What the fuck is that? Yeah. I have no idea what that means. But I guess. I guess that was a thing. A pig in a poke. Uh, I guess it means buying something sight unseen. Oh. I guess it's it's like, uh, like it's basically a way of saying like we don't want to have buyer's remorse. Which okay, <laughs> weird turn of phrase. Weird, but, yeah, very weird phrase. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Batman and Robin show up to beat ass in the desert. <laughs> uh. Yeah, and so he goes, it can't be him! Not here! He looks le legit terrified. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, I left the country, why are you here? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck, man? How did you follow me? Um, and so, uh, fighting happens they, while they're doing it. Uh, Charmin Rosen is, she, uh, she's protects Batman and Peter Brando grabs her and is like I saw that you little tramp gonna blow your brains out and Jason thinking that this is his mother potentially rushes in uh, almost gets shot himself but then Charmin judo throws Peter Brando <laughs> yeah while they're doing that uh, Rupert and this dude that Joker is selling the gun or the bomb to are uh are getting ready to just fire it. <laughs> Fuck it. We're not gonna have another shot at this. And then the missile just blows up. <laughs> Presumably killing them both. Yep. R.I.P. Rupert. Rupert See you two yep. Uh and so they uh 
they're like, wow, thanks, uh, Jarmin, that was really helpful. It's just like, yeah, um, you know, how can I, how can I return the favor? And they go, uh, yeah, just answer a couple questions. It's like, you ever been to Gotham? You ever had a baby in Gotham? <laughs> and she goes, what the fuck kind of survey is this, man? It's like, just answer the question. Yep, she says no. And Jason's all sad. Then Bruce has a very funny face when he asks her about using the hang glider for some reason. Because <laughs> he knows it's tight as shit. Yeah. yeah Bruce is a sicko. It's like, this bitch is not going to like this. <laughs> but makes her do it anyway. Right. Uh, she's like, well, I didn't have any kids in Gotham. And she's like, why did you want to know that? Don't worry about it. Yep. They drop her off, and she is never seen from again in this book or anywhere, which yep. is a shame. Uh, at the end of this issue, we see a man heading to Ethiopia. And I would like to say this is the Joker. Like, it, it, yeah. we know that it is. But it's the Joker with no makeup, normal jet black hair, looking like yeah, a leisure which, suit Larry. Yeah, which implies that he puts on the getup. Yeah. Like, the, he does the not hair look is like either that. a wig or like like temporary like hair color. But yeah, that the Joker getup is either that's a ruse or this is a ruse. Yeah. Which honestly could be either or. I feel like at this point in time, I feel like it's more likely that he put on makeup to make himself look normal than yeah. otherwise. But I don't remember exactly when it locked in the whole yeah that that falling into that vat of acid fucked his face up really bad. Where he looks right. like pale white, the red lips, all that shit. Uh, yeah. He, uh, it's one of the, it's one way or the other, and it's unclear yeah. which it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman and Robin are still in Lebanon, looking for uh, looking for Shiva. Um, and Batman says to himself that he wishes that he wishes that he could handle this job without Jason tagging along. Uh, but it's Jason's mission. And basically, it's just catching you up on what happened for the first few pages. Yeah, just a lot of, a lot of recap, just in case. Which I was confused by at first. I was like, wait a minute. Like, I saw all this just a few minutes ago, but I guess this... These were coming out monthly. Or yeah, so. every two weeks or whatever it was. Yeah, um, so a little recap. And so he, uh... Bruce asks Ralph Bundy again, hey... Do you know where I could find Shiva Wuzan? And he says, yeah, she's in Beirut at the Hotel Blue. Perfect. Uh, and then they go and they ask the man at the front who tells them, oh, yeah, uh, she was standing right here and then a car pulled up and four dudes with guns grabbed her and that was the last anyone saw her. Which brings us to now where they are breaking into this camp, uh, stealing dudes' clothes, which I will add, they are putting them over their costumes. Yeah, which is very funny. 
Like Bruce is wearing this dude's clothes, but you can still see the just the Batman lenses. Yep, and like the, the blue gloves. Yeah. So they managed to make their way in. We get more creepy, fucked up Joker face here. I don't like yeah. it. It is. It's it's bad. Like bad in like a scary way. Like, yeah. It's like genuinely I'm sure discomforting. Is, yeah, which I'm sure is the point. But it is like. Yeah, they really make him look like the scariest dude alive. It is yeah. like his ch that that chin, you fucking me up. It is just long for no goddamn reason. And uh, the Joker is in Ethiopia meeting with Doctor Sheila Haywood, who is terrified to see him, as she should be. You've certainly come a long way since Gotham, Sheila. No longer performing illegal operations on teenage girls, are you? Damn. Basically, he wants her to give him uh, six trucks worth of medical supplies so that he can sell them. Uh, and if she doesn't, then he will tell everybody about how she fucked up and killed somebody during surgery. He also blames his lack of wealth on Reaganomics, which is very funny. <laughs> Trickle-down economics don't work, Batman. You'd know that if you were a bourgeoisie pig dog. <laughs> uh, shout out to that Harley Quinn show for making Joker actually hilarious. Oh my god, that show's very Venture Brothers. Yeah, it's very fucking good, though. I like it a lot. Yes. Be yelling uh, at Bruce for his electric car. I want my damn electric car, Bruce! <laughs> I'm pretty sure... Harley keeps insisting that the joke that Batman fucks bats. <laughs> voices him in that show. I want to say... Voices him in that fucking show. It's going to bother me now. That show's got a crazy cast, too. It really does. I know, like, 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 um, one dude voices like ten different people in it. It's kind of crazy. I want to say Alan Tudyk is the Joker. Yes, actually. Alan Tudyk is the Joker. Okay, he's also like nine other people. <laughs> Fuck. Um, and he's Joker, Clayface, Calendar Man, Doctor Trap, Condiment King, and some Alan other Tudyk. people. Real. Um. So they successfully infiltrate the camp, uh, and only to find that Shiva's not here. Except she totally is. She, uh... Like, they make it to the tent in the center of the camp, and she's not there, only to be surprised by Shiva arriving and knocking the dog shit out of Robin. She slumps him easily. <laughs> like one shot to the back of the head. <laughs> Nunchucks, no less. Well, nunchucks is uh, it's essentially a mag light on a chain. That's true. Yeah, but she's uh, training these people. Uh, okay. And when she saw Batman and Robin show up, she was like, I'm not getting involved. Let me, Honestly, let me these guys can handle it, and they did yeah. not. They could not, no. She refers to them as a mob of malcontents. Bar. Uh, 
and he's, Bruce is like, wow, you kind of suck at this. <laughs> yeah, it's only you... been three days, man. Yeah, some good banter between these two here. Mm-hmm. Also, I'll mention, I was reading um, a few issues of Tim's Robin series, and Shiva is in those, so it's really funny to see uh, that over 20 years, her characterization did not change at all. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, we just want to ask some questions. Uh, fight me first. And maybe I'll tell you uh, what what you want to know. Jason wakes up while Bruce is... Like, Bruce and Shiva are pretty even. Uh, and Jason wakes up and is like, fuck, who do I help? Do I help Batman or do I help this woman who might be my mom? Jason. Pal. Yeah, like, I, your mom is out here training terrorists, my man. Like... Are you sure you want Shiva to be your mom? Yeah, uh, like, like. Because I would. But he ends up. Yeah, he ends up helping. Uh, going to help. Uh, <laughs> just like punches her in the back of the head. <laughs> they just like fucking wombo combo her in the desert real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and get her in the mix-up. He calls in Jason like a striker. <laughs> Fucking NBC two assist just KOF got her in, got her in the corner in hell. Uh, he says, "Uh, I tossed all the Shiites into a ditch before setting the time delayed charge on the ammo storage hut. The scorpions will awaken alive with only their stingers pulled," which is a great line. And he talks like a fucking. I mean, he mentions it before the fight with Shiva, like, he mentioned, like, he's, like, self-confident. He's, like, it's a lot like being a gunfighter in the Old West. When you're the best, every jerk in his sister wants to crack at you at your title. Like, Bruce, like, knows who he is, which I think is really cool to hear him, like, be that confident. But a lot of the voiceover is very, like, yeah, like, there's, like, the the um, noir influence but it's, it's also very cowboyish yeah very zorro of him yeah yeah very zorro of him uh so um, they handcuff her and they ask have you ever had a baby <laughs> a baby certainly i've had dozens of babies i've dropped litters in every corner of the globe and they just fucking look at each other <laughs> so like bro like <laughs> also bruce is fucking leaking blood from his nose yeah, like, we, we gloss over it, but Shiva tags him a lot. Yeah. Like, she she gets some, some good shots in. A, a good body kick, a back elbow, a high kick. Like, she she puts him through the paces before Robin sent in kind of double-team her. Yeah, but he, he's, he got a little banged up. Yeah. Um... And so, uh, Bruce uses a truth serum on her. Hates doing it. Yeah, he's very conflicted about it. Like, his internal monologue is just about how, like, he doesn't want to do this. Like, every fiber of his being is trying to tell him that it's wrong, but he's like, I'm going to do it anyway, but I don't feel good about it. Yeah. Like, he says to himself, uh, which is a quote that I really like, um can't always get the job done and remain a hero in your own eyes. Yeah. 
So he asks her again, Shiva, have you ever had any children? And she says, no. Which, this is later established in a retcon to be a lie. It's her kid. Cassandra. Oh, fuck, that is her kid. Damn. <laughs> but I guess it all depends on how Shiva would view her as a child. Shiva doesn't see yeah. her as a as a person. She sees her as a weapon. Therefore, to her, she's telling the truth. I, I, whenever I think of Cassandra, I either I call her Kane or Wayne in my, in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Her mom Cassandra is Usan. the whole thrust of um, of Cass's Batgirl story is grappling with the fact that she's Shiva's daughter. Yeah, Cassandra is. Uh, a, a big hole in my family memory. I need to read up. Yeah, read uh, read Kelly Puckett's Batgirl because um, it's really good. Also, there's an issue of that where Cassandra hooks up with Superboy and Batman hates it. Oh, I'm definitely reading it now. <laughs> she, she has a brief fling with Connor and Bruce is furious. Oh, that's hilarious. Bruce calls yeah. Clark and tells him, you need to wrangle your boy. <laughs> God damn. And he's like, what do you mean by that? Angry father, Bruce Wayne. He's like, he's kissing on my little girl, and I don't I like don't, it. I keep Kryptonite on deck, Clark. Like, don't make me use it. Hell yeah, I will read that. Uh, and so they wait till Shiva wakes up, and they tell her, like, uh, you're on your own. Um, but, uh, good luck. <laughs> yeah, have, like, you'll be out of these chains in like an hour, so peace. See ya. Um, and so Bruce says to Jason, who looks really disappointed, would she have been the type of mother you'd want to have? He says, of course not. Still, it's kind of a disappointment. Says, sound like, sounds like Sheila Haywood would make a much better candidate. Yeah. Yeah, so let's go to our tails in, let's get our tails in gear, man. Ethiopia, here we come. Yeah, that's some really good, like, father-son moments between Bruce and Jason here. Yeah. Um, like, the like they don't really touch on the whole, like, oh, Bruce wasn't here for me um, thing, because they pretty quickly get into the swing of yeah. working together says, yeah, again. I, I couldn't, you know, I had to do this other thing first, because it was the more pressing thing, but I'm glad that we ended up in the same place, so now I can help you with um, and so Bruce, they go to a refugee camp in Ethiopia, and Bruce is immediately like, yeah, he is not. Uh, he feels like he feels very like bad. shit being here. He's like, fuck. This, this little panel in here is like the ammunition I have for every fucking person on the internet who have to say, oh, well, why doesn't Bruce Wayne just use his money to do blah, 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 blah in Gotham or anywhere? Like, oh, he does. Yeah, because he doesn't keep He says, yeah, when like, I get back to Gotham, I'm going to send out a, another check to help out the relief effort in Ethiopia. I'm no different from anyone else. There's only so much even Bruce Wayne and Batman can do. This panel here sums up the entire ethos of why Bruce Wayne does what he does and it 
infuriates me at people who claim to read comics forget about it and instead they go for the low-hanging fruit of being like well um why doesn't he use his money for this and that and the answer like, is does. he's using his money for a lot of shit yeah all like, at once he's, he is trying to fight a cursed city it gets more cursed every day and like he's doing what he can as both Bruce Wayne and Batman and he, he does so much that it legit infuriates me when people reduce him to being like a dude who just beats up on the mentally ill right he's, no that's not like, yeah like if you've only seen Batman v Superman sure but no read a comic book and you'll learn that Bruce is a lot more than just a dude who fights people yeah no matter what fucking Christopher Nolan or Zack Snyder wants you to think Right, yeah, everyone wants you to think that Bruce's conflict is, uh, should I beat up this person with the bad, with, you know, who's been through so many bad things. And it's like, no, his issue is, there's a lot of shit that needs handling. Yeah. And he's trying to do everything. The issue is that Bruce Wayne is a human being trying to do what he thinks Superman does. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it, yeah. Uh, and so Jason kind of they, they figure out what tent she's in and Jason bum rushes in and she says hey you're Bruce Wayne uh, the the millionaire what are you doing here he says well I'd like to introduce you to a friend of mine his name's Jason Todd and she right away realizes who he is yep Jason has found his mother. And he says mother four times. He says mother? Mother, mother, mother! Yeah, it like like the happiest smile yeah. on his face when he's hugging uh he's hugging her. Yeah. Uh Bruce leaves them to, to talk. Yeah, so uh Jason yeah, Jason stays behind with Dr. Haywood, and Bruce wonders to himself if he's just lost another partner thinking that Jason will stay in Ethiopia. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately for him, he does, just not in the way of many things. Yeah. Way to, way to be uh, <laughs> great cop your old age, Bruce. Yeah. Um, and so she explains that she was a struggling med student when she met and fell in love with Willis Todd. Shortly after Jason... Shortly after Jason was born, she got in trouble with an operation she was assisting on and got botched. That put an uh, end to her medical career back in the States. Willis was supposed to join her when she got settled in England, but then met Katherine Johnson, and they got married. She said, I thought it was the best to just leave you with them because I didn't have the money or any hope of winning a custody battle for you. Besides, it would have been too rough on you. I accepted I'd probably never see you again. And so she's like, yeah, you're going to have to excuse me for a while. I have some stuff I got to do I can't get out of. Maybe you could help out around the camp. I'll be done in like an hour. And And uh, he he sees a Land Rover pull up. He turns his head. 
and can tell like the thing about the Joker with no face paint is that everyone who's ever met the Joker knows what he looks like. Yeah, like, so like it, it is painfully clear to Jason that the Joker is in Ethiopia, which is a very funny sentence. Yeah. <laughs> with his bodyguards who appear to be locals. Yeah. His bodyguards who appear to be Doom. <laughs> yeah. That Jesus is Ron Christ. Simmons and Butch Reed. Oh, man. And he <laughs> notices, her going, notices the Joker going into Dr. Haywood's tent and uh, decides to spy on it. And overhears the Joker blackmailing her and uh, when they leave together, Jason steals some dude's motorcycle. So they uh, on his own. They get up to this warehouse where the medical supplies are, tent- are kept, and the Joker says, "My boys are anxious to earn their share of this ill-gotten booty." <laughs> Jesus. Which what a line! Yeah. He said, "Why aren't they unloading these boxes into the warehouse?" It's like, "Oh, because we're going to replace the one we're stealing." Uh. It's like, are they empty? No, they contain a mixture of my laughing gas. Yeah, what a bastard. <laughs> Just imagine the surprise when one of your bleeding heart social workers opens any of these cartons. <laughs> like, what an asshole. Yeah, what a dick. He says, Just considered my little contribution to the war against hunger. <laughs> Fuck. Think of it as a way of cutting down the number of mouths you have to feed. It has Thanos logic. <laughs> Except he's not even pretending that he's doing anybody any good. He's just saying that to be an asshole. I just want to kill some people and make some money while doing it. So Jason sees what's happening and runs, uh, rides back to the camp to meet up with Bruce and explains the Joker's here and we've got to stop him. Uh, Which I thought was um, I was surprised by that because I, I, A, had read this in a while and B, I thought that it shows a bit of maturity on Jason's part because I I expected him to like rush into the warehouse right here. Right here. Yeah. Uh, but he, he, you know, instead he goes back and it's Bruce's help which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Uh, the Land Rover they're in just is not going to be able to catch up so Bruce takes uh, a mini-copter that he brought with him of course he did uh, and uses it to go after them ordering Jason to stay where he is take no action until I get back I repeat, no action just listen just for once, please listen to me Jason, don't tangle with the Joker alone wait for me to get back, please that madman's just too dangerous for you to handle. Do you read me? He says, loud and clear, just hurry back. Immediately. Immediately. Not even a, a full panel later. He says, uh, sorry, Bruce, I'm lying. Yep, and he takes off, and he lets his mother know who he is. A.K.A. that he is Robin. Yeah. This is a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, this turns out to be the wrong thing to do. Yep. Because she leads him 
into a trap. Yeah, she tells him the Joker's gone and there's nothing to worry about, but she's got something he should see. Just step over here and you'll understand everything, Robin. And it's just the Joker standing there with a pistol. Oh, he says, wait, that but... Go- <laughs> that scary-ass grin on his face. Yeah. He says, wait, but you said... He said, I lied. Yeah. This... You see, I can't afford to have you stirring up trouble. Now, I've been dipping into the mu- medical funds myself. If you blow the whistle on the Joker, the ensuing, ensuing interve- uh, investigation would certainly uncover my embezzling. Sorry about that, kid. He looks like you chose the wrong person to trust this time. What should we do with him? And the Joker goes, something I've wanted to do for years. And then proceeds to beat the piss out of Jason Todd. Just absolute. He pistol whips him, gives him a big boot. God, he does, yeah. Uh, then his Jason... get in on it, starts stomping him out. Yep, and then the crowbar. The infamous crowbar. And in hindsight, I realize the reason it's a crowbar is because they're in a warehouse. It's a thing that makes sense to be laying around. Yeah, like, I feel like people assume he just had a crowbar somewhere. Like, no. Like, they were cracking over boxes, and Joker just happened to use it to crack open Jason Todd. Yeah. He says, you've been a bad boy. You must be punished. Prepare yourself for a severe spanking, young man. But let me tell you right now, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it does me. And we get the infamous panel of the Joker hitting Jason over and over with the crowbar. In the spine. Just, just, ugh. Just bang, 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 bang. And Sheila's watching, she looks away, and then starts smoking a cigarette. Yeah, what a bitch. Dare you. Woman who just showed up. (laughs) You just got here, and I hate you. Yep. Uh, So Bruce is following the convoy. uh, And immediately gets shot down, but he manages to fight the guys off. Uh, he tells people what's going on, tells them to leave the, the trucks for the army to unload it. Um, and so he takes the other truck to back to um, to the warehouse. Joker is covered in Jason's blood. His hand, the crowbar, his pants. Part like, of his shirt. Like, he's just, there's yeah. just blood all over him. Yep. And Jason is just like, a slump, yeah, and like like in in like a few panels, just like like in a pool of his own blood. Uh, and so Joker says, "I don't want to leave behind any evidence of my presence. What the Batman doesn't know can't hurt me." Uh, and ties Sheila to the post, and he's like, With "That an won't explosive. be any, any direct evidence connecting me to Robin's death." Uh, he says the righteous boob insists on solid evidence before going Nova. <laughs> we'll just leave Sheila tied to the bomb, and uh, you know, isn't it lucky I never go anywhere without bringing at least one explosive device? Yeah, what? A, uh, I, I hate how how well Joker's written in this book. Yeah. Like yeah. He says uh, he sets the bomb for ten minutes. 
and Sheila says, this isn't fair. I played straight with you. And as she laments what's happening, Jason fucking stands up. What a G. Pulls himself off the ground and tries to crawl over to the bomb. Can't do it. Uh, instead, crawls over to Sheila and is like, I'll save you, Mom. You're free. Run for it. Go. And she tries to carry him out with her only to find that the door is locked. At that point, it is quite literally too late for anyone or anything to stop this joint from blowing the fuck up. And the warehouse explodes just as Bruce gets there. So he watches it go up in flames. And he's left to to wonder if Jason survives. This is where the... Uh, on the next page of this, in the original release of it, uh, is where the... Um, is where the number was. So call one number if you want Jason to live. We'll call one if you want him to die. Jason dies. Yeah. And on the cover of issue 428 it says the Batman was too late and now Robin lies in rubble still silent shattered. Can he possibly be alive? Batman combs through the rubble trying to find him and he thinks to himself how could I have been so stupid? It's just that when I it's just I felt so adrift when I lost Dick Grayson as a partner. The Batman needed a Robin, but that was a different, less dangerous time. I guess the truth is that I was lonely. Didn't want to go it go it alone. So what do I do? I bring a young innocent into this mad game. I must be insane. Jason, what happened here? Just what? And he reminisces about how he met Jason, how he brought him in so quickly, about how much he loved training him. How much he loved having him around. And yeah, he uh, he remarks about how like how easy it was to train him too, and yeah. he even even says that, reminding him of what it was like when he was training Dick to be Robin. How Jason found out that his dad was killed by Two Face, and that Bruce didn't tell him says my worst fear was that Jason wanted more than justice for his father's death I was afraid that he was out for blood but then the moment of truth came circumstances put Two-Face at the boy's mercy and Jason walked away I was so proud of the lad I thought at last everything would be okay but things didn't work out Jason's confrontation with Two-Face gave him no peace so Bruce finds Sheila first who is she is fucked up yeah, she is absolutely destroyed. Barely conscious. Barely alive. And they do another handy recap of the story here in case you somehow missed the first two. And she tells him about um, Joker um, tied, tied her up, set the bomb to explode. Uh, and she's and she Bruce know that um, Jason tried to to save her 
that he turned out to be a good kid. Yeah, she says here, he turned out, or he's much better than I deserve. Much better. He threw himself in front of me. He took the main brunt of the blast. Such a good boy. Must have really loved his mother. And then she dies. Bruce Lee looks some more in the rubble and finds Jason just face down, costume in tatters. Yeah. Oh, damn near blown to bits. And he says, I know I don't need to check for a pulse, but I do anyway. I've lost him. He's already getting gold to the touch. Gone. We get the, uh, the iconic shot of him holding a dead Jason Todd and all this rubble. It's been recreated many times. Mm-hmm. And you can uh, even like even in that shot you can see on Bruce's face that he is not okay. Yeah. Uh meanwhile back in Ethiopia, Joker is uh meeting with the guys who are buying the supplies from him. He says, Let it be known that the Joker always delivers on his word. I have two gentlemen who want to speak to you. And it's members of the Iranian Secret Service. He says, my, my. Now what, now what would a couple of the Ayatollah's boys want with me? <laughs> uh, he says, um, our superior wants to talk to you. And it's... <laughs> it's the Ayatollah. <laughs> it is the actual Ayatollah. No rock and roll up. Right, this is not Chris Jericho. <laughs> It'd be really funny if it was Chris Jericho. It should have just... It's current 2022 <laughs> You're gonna do what I want you to do, Joker, or I'll burn your face, because I'm a wizard. <laughs> he goes into the room and fucking that, that fucking Fozzie song starts playing. That Fozzie song, which is just Shout at the Devil. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Fozzie's whole shtick is we stole from Ozzy Cruz. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, the Ayatollah is there with an <laughs> offer for the Joker. Yeah, uh, which is very funny, which you will learn in a few pages in a few panels. Yeah, uh, Jason or Bruce is talking to go to the cops. Which the cop is wearing these above the knee shorts and high socks yeah, like, like he's a baseball player from 1971. The fucking park ranger. <laughs> and hey. so they they ask him. Bruce doesn't give them the actual information. He tells them he doesn't know what happened, but he knows who the people are. And he says, let them write it off as an accident. There's no reason for them to be involved. This is a personal matter. It's something that Joker and I should have settled between us a long time ago. Yeah, uh, and they say something about how um, you removed all the parts of his outfit that would have given away that he was robbing. Robin. Yeah. No. I can't, like, that's what, like, just the cape and the, the cape, R. The R, much. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Batman tracks on the warehouse where Jerko was and then he gets in and just sees like dead uh, 
and people smiling. Yep. So, you know what it is. Yeah, what I realized about this was that Joker did not take the actual medical supplies because Bruce stopped it. He took the fakes. Yeah. <laughs> yep, he's going to sell the fakes and dip. He sold them the, uh, the the Joker gas and just left. Which, in hindsight, yeah. he could have just always done that. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> that, that's kind of his MO. Like, if he can get someone to buy Joker gas, he will, he will do it. He'll absolutely sell you Joker gas because he thinks it's hilarious. That's right. The hits are hits for a reason. Why would I change it up? Ollie, what, what, what do I gain from actually selling medical supplies? This way, I keep the supplies, and they get a smile on their face. Exactly. He also leaves a note for Batman. In blood. Uh, it says, yeah. B, see you at 42nd and 1st, J. Then Bruce heads home. He buries uh, Jason and his mother uh, next to each other, which is I thought was pretty touching. Yep. Um, the only people at the funeral are Gordon, Alfred, and Barbara. This is surprisingly the only shot we see of Barbara, and it's like yeah. a far away one. Yeah, far away, which I've never seen her hair this red. Yeah, like, like for her a hair second, is the I was the same like, color as as Gordon's coat. Yeah, damn near. Like I, like it took me a second to like piece together who it was. Yeah, I was like, who the um, fuck is that? And then I was like, oh, that's yeah. Barbara. Yeah, but I, we just never see her like talking to Bruce during the story. Yeah, she doesn't say anything. She doesn't do anything. Yeah, she's just like here for this one shot, and that's it. Uh, like, um, we get a reference to to another reference to Dick, where um, Alfred asked if uh, he wants him to get in contact with him, but Bruce declines, and he's like, "No help from now on. That's the way I want it." So the guilt is starting to him. Yeah, I would like to point Bruce's no help rule lasts him eleven issues. Yeah, because this is this story resolves in issue four twenty nine. Tim is introduced in issue four forty. Damn, yeah, that's a quick turnaround. Uh, he realizes the forty second and first that Joker is talking about isn't in Gotham or Metropolis, but it's in New York, which is the United Nations Plaza. He says the Joker wanted me to know he was coming to the UN. But why? What is he planning? I've got to find something to tell me what that madman's up to. Then, Joker, it'll just be you and me. I've excused the evil you've done in the past because of your insanity. I'll not make that mistake again. So Superman comes by uh, at the request of the State Department. Yeah. Says, the State Department asked me to stop by. Why? Because they guessed you'd be here. How did they know that? The Iranian government informed them that you might show up to cause trouble. Superman, what is going on here? This is not going to be easy to explain, Batman. I'm not sure I understand how it all came about myself. Iran has a new ambassador to the UN showing up today. The State Department checked, and it's all legitimate by the book. So it seems this man now has complete diplomatic immunity. This means that no one can arrest him for his any crimes in this country. 
The police can't touch him, neither can you. This immunity also covers violations of the law he might have committed before being appointed to the post. I'm sorry, Batman, but that's the way it works. I don't know if that's actually how that works. Yeah, like I that sounds... I mean, like, to be fair, it comes to matters of the government. It wouldn't surprise me that's how it works. Because if you look at, like, well, the amount of government officials we have today who we know have done heinous shit and still have their jobs. <laughs> Matt Gates. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't surprise me. But it also could be just a very convenient, like, plot thing. for. Well, I mean, when did make... Die Hard 2 come out? Uh-oh. Fair. See, Die Hard 2. Hard 2 came out in 1990. 1990. So it predates it. It, it wasn't that... It was not that, uh... That they saw Die Hard 2 and they were like, diplomatic immunity, huh? Interesting. Yeah. They had someone who worked on Die Hard read this book. It was like, okay, I'm using that. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody was just a big Jim Starlin guy. Time. Who, who can blame him? Who rules? Uh, so, uh, Superman's like, we can't... We can't do anything that would cause an international incident. And he goes, I'm here to talk sense to you, but if that doesn't work... He says, who's the ambassador? Why don't you just go home? Who? There's nothing you can do here. Who? Who? And he punches... Superman in the face, and Clark just rolls with the punch. Yeah, and the next panel is Bruce just in pain, like, oh, I think I broke a couple of knuckles. Ah, fuck, that's right, I punched the indestructible man. Yeah. He says, no, but they're, they're pretty badly bruised. You're lucky I rolled with that punch, you could have crippled yourself. I can't believe you actually did that, Batman, what's eating you? When does this new amb- new ambassador arrive? That's him pulling up to the curb now. Batman, don't do anything stupid. No, no, no. Now is it this touching? My old pal, Super Ham and Bat Pest, have come to congratulate me. It's true, guys. I'm the new em- Iranian ambassador to the UN. Eat your hearts out. <laughs> Just the funniest. The funniest sentence to come out of the Joker's mouth this whole issue. I, I would have loved to have been a fly ambassador. on the wall when Starlin pitched this idea. Like, it's, like, this is what I mean when I say that, that this book gets off the rails pretty quickly after the incident, because this is so goofy. Yeah, because now we are in the last issue of this, uh, of this story, and this shit has gone fully insane for the next 20 pages. It is absolutely Looney Tunes from here on out. Like, it, it's, so, it's so weird, you would be forgiven if you did not know that this was attached to Death in the Family. Yes. Like, you, like it is so odd. <laughs> like, I don't, even, I don't even think, I don't even think they make, like, a direct, oh, they do. Like Superman, because I was going to say that I don't think they make a direct reference to Jason. 
in these pages, but they do because Superman brings it up. Yes. That's the only time they, it really does. Yeah, he, uh... So Batman and Superman are talking to this CIA guy. And he, uh... Bundy. This is Bundy, yes. He says, uh... It's like this, Batman. You take out the Joker and it's going to cause a major international incident. The State Department's currently in the middle of some very delicate negotiations with Iran. This is another arms for hostages deal. That's none of your business. Guys like us should just do our jobs and let the big shouts do theirs. They know what they're do- they know what's doing and they say hands off Iran's new UN ambassador. Understand? The Joker's got diplomatic immunity. State doesn't want anyone messing with him, especially you. You can't be serious. The Joker's a homicidal maniac. They only made him ambassador so he can kill someone. Po- probably the entire UN General Assembly. Since we got no hard evidence to prove that. Until we do, the Joker's got to be treated like any other delegate. The, the attitude is as insane as the Joker himself. Maybe, but that's the way it is. Not for me, it isn't. Afraid so, pal. The President has asked this gentleman to keep you in line. He says, pointing at Superman. You misbehave, he'll slap you down. Is that how it is? I'll do what I have to do. So, you two work it out. I gotta catch a plane back to Washington. Try not to kill each other, okay? Batman. Bruce. I read on the telex about your ward, Jason Todd, being killed in an Ethiopian warehouse fire. Was he Robin? Yes. I'm sorry to hear that. He seemed like a really nice kid. He was. Jason was the best. The Joker murdered him. You have proof? A deathbed statement by his mother. Good enough for me, if not a court of law. But the Joker's immunized from retribution for that and any other crime he's ever committed. That's the law, not justice. (laughs) You damn right. That's right. Amen, brother. (laughs) The law is bullshit, Superman. One day you learn that when you get out of your neoliberal fantasies. (laughs) What do I look like? Fucking Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) I'm here dressed as a goddamn bat. I break the law every single night, Clark. (laughs) Goodness gracious. You think Clark... You think Superman would have done that whole, like, Ealing wearing a dashiki thing that Nancy Pelosi did? <laughs> I, like to, I like to think he wouldn't. But... I feel like he wouldn't understand why it's goofy. Yeah, he would Like he wouldn't know it was bad until, like, Cyborg pulled him aside. Yeah, like, hey, Cyborg or Mr. Terrific or... Like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> what are you doing? What? We're standing in solidarity with, with you, with your people. No. 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 Not wearing that, you ain't. What the fuck? <laughs> Superman. I, I get you. I get you from Kansas, but come on, man. Superman. You lived here long enough. Like, here's uh, the thing. From now on, I tell you what's okay. All right. That's right. I need. I need a comic of that. I need a comic of just a cyborg walking Clark through race relations. <laughs> that's so. <laughs> it's funny that that's the second week that that's come up. <laughs> Oh, the, yeah. I, I didn't. I I didn't fully. I haven't fully gotten through, um, 
the fucking the Trigon episode. So the Trigon episode. Me and Jesse say, "What if Superman walks in on uh, on Green Lantern, uh, Cyborg, and like Black Lightning having a conversation, and none of them notice him, so they don't code switch?" <laughs> oh man! Oh, I need that. I need I need our DC world to do that skit. <laughs> I, that's what I need. I need those brothers on that. That's hilarious. That sounds like Superman it would be hears black people talk the way black people talk to each other for like he, for the first time. He, he hears cyborgs say the n word and passes that is out because the doesn't... exact joke I made last week. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I needed that Booker T audio. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> Tracks, hundred percent. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I need uh, that book ASAP. So Batman goes back to his hotel room and tries to see what his federal contacts can do about getting him into the General Assembly as Bruce Wayne. His reputation as a playboy dilettante keeps him from obtaining a position as a delegate, but they manage to squeeze him in as an unofficial observer. He says, "It looks like this is it, the final showdown between the, the Joker and myself." Guess I always knew it would come down to this someday. One of us is going to die. But is that really what I want to see happen? The man's hopelessly insane. How could I hold him responsible even for what happened to Jason? Or am I just looking for a cop-out? Admit it, Wayne. The Joker's come close to finishing you off dozens of times. Too close. You're still not back to totally of total efficiency after that encounter you had with Deacon Blackfire. You're too emotionally involved, not thinking straight. Maybe it'd be best to let Superman handle this. That way you won't do something you'll regret for the rest of your life. But he murdered Jason. And like in this in this panel, like Bruce is dressed like, you know, like like dress shirt, pants, and the uh bat costume is like laying on the bed. Then in the last panel is regular clothes are on the bed and the bat costume is gone I thought was really cool yeah cool little visual there yeah because it's just a hard cut from him going but he murdered Jason to his clothes laying on the bed yep real good shit so he goes out to uh he goes to the hotel where Joker's staying and uh Joker is very clearly loudly plotting to kill everyone in the audience. Yeah. He says, I'm giving you one last chance. Return to Arkham Asylum and turn yourself in. And if I don't, what are you going to do about it? Let your assistant handle it! And Batman just looks at him, stone-faced. He says, you see, even a madman can add two plus two and still come up with five. And so they they kind of go back and forth, and then Bruce says, I'll be seeing you around. By the way, thanks. Up until now, I wasn't absolutely certain that you were responsible for what happened to Jason. You're confirming it makes what I have to do a lot easier. So the next night at the UN General Assembly, uh, Bruce is sitting in the crowd while the Joker 
uh, is very clearly, again, planning to kill everyone here. Uh, somebody here... It does not say who this is. I like to think this is Lucius Fox, but uh, it's really just some dude who looks like Billy D. Williams. I I looked at that dude. I was like, who is that supposed to be somebody? Uh, just a dude they, who they, knows Bruce. So it's like it could be. Yeah, yeah I'm assuming that's who it is. Uh, he 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 calls him by name. Yeah, um, Bruce. So I, I I feel like this being Lucius is like the safe bet. Yeah. Um, and so the Joker walks in in traditional Iranian garb. He looks like... You remember when Sergeant Slaughter started hanging out with the Iron Sheet? <laughs> yes. Well, he was General Adnan by that point. Not the Iron Sheet. Yep. God. General Adnan. Uh, like, what a what a run for old yeah. Slaughter. Uh, he says, uh, but it all ends tonight. No more killings. No more Joker. And so the Joker stops, looks right at Bruce. And they both just stare at each other for a couple seconds. And then the Joker keeps walking and laughs. And Joker, uh, Bruce, Bruce's narration here is all super good. Yeah, it's really good. He says, uh, I should have terminated his vile existence years ago, but I didn't. I couldn't. His insanity gained him a state of execution, but no longer. He's become too dangerous. His crimes too heinous. Jason's dead. And so... Joker gets up and proclaims that he is proud to speak for the great Islamic Republic of Iran. And all I can think is... What if the Joker got up and said, Inshallah... <laughs> oh man like, I've been watching a lot of yeah. Winning Time uh, the show about uh, the Lakers in the 80s and anytime sure. somebody greets uh, greets Kareem Abdul-Jabbar they uh, they say Asalaamu Alaikum <laughs> and so I just <laughs> what if the Joker oh, got up there was like uh, <laughs> like just started speaking Arabic uh, he he probably knows it. Yes, he knew, he knew Farsi. He probably knows Arabic. So yeah. I, it wouldn't surprise me. And so, He's speaking uh, on behalf of Iran, technically. Yeah, he so, won't be allowed to kick us around anymore, etc., etc. As a matter of fact, nobody will be doing anything here ever again. And uh, he tears off his, uh, the, his outer garb and his it says, "Say goodnight, Gracie." And he's wearing a he's like wearing gas bombs on him, or just a gas tank. Yeah, just gas tanks. He's he's like spraying Joker gas into the yeah. audience. And the UN security guard behind him reaches out and grabs the gun and crushes it with one hand to the shot. Of uh, to the <laughs> to the shock of the Joker, and he takes off his hat to reveal that he's in fact Superman with a mustache. 
Which, this is... They, remember how they denied us this. Uh, I would never forgive them for not giving us Mustachio Superman. Like, <laughs> Mustache Superman would have been the coolest shit. I would have went to see that movie day one if we had gotten Mustache Superman in it. Me too, man. Instead, we got that, that weird CGI lip situation. <laughs> it was gross. No two bones about it. That shit looked weird. <laughs> Joker declares that he's too late. My gas will still take out these pompous fools. And Superman just begins to inhale all of the gas. It's like, don't bet on it. It just, like, sucks it all up. <laughs> it just, I still want that gas. Yes. <laughs> and you had better deliver. Also, he has not realized this is Superman yet. Yeah, like, he, it takes him until he sees the S to realize that the dude who just, like, broke his gun and is inhaling his gas without, like, dying immediately isn't isn't Superman. Like, he just do, it does not click in his head. But, like, who else would be able to do this? Exactly. Superman with he the mustache is so crazy. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's, it's so funny. <laughs> like, like he looks, he looks like a different person. He yes. really does. Well, because he's got his hair combed back too, so he's not doing the the Superman yeah. girl. Yeah, he looks like a, like a a different dude altogether. This dude plays for the fucking Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man, he looks like fucking Dan Severn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dan the Beast Severn. That's right. Oh, he looks like he's about to yeah. whip the Godfather's ass and then drop out of the brawl for all. <laughs> Reminder that Dan to be severed was in the waited to the second round of the brawl for all and was like, this shit is stupid and dropped out. Oh god. The beast. The man himself. Joker says, Everyone here must be penalized for cheating. And starts setting off bombs? People go. People are going flying. Yeah, people are getting fucking lit up. There's nothing like a little death, destruction, and smoke to make an exit on. Batman uh, manages to see him through the smoke, uh, and they they tussle. He shoots at Batman. Batman dodges, and this poor delegate just gets shot dead center. Yeah, just right in the ribs. Just that dude is toast. <laughs> yeah. It's another innocent sacrifice to the Joker's mania. Wherever he goes, death. Another hapless victim to haunt my sleep. Let there be an end to it. No more. Running will do you no good, Joker. No matter where you flee, I will be right behind you. No escape. Uh, as the Joker runs and makes it to a helicopter. Says, you killed Jason. Jason. And Batman manages to grab hold to him and a, one of Joker's own henchmen shoots kind of wildly. Um, and hits the pilot. The and helicopter... Like the, way huh? the, way the way it's drawn, it looks like Joker gets shot too. He does. Because he's holding his chest uh, on the page. Uh, and there's blood yeah, there. 
And so Batman says, farewell, farewell, old foe, and jumps out of the helicopter into the into the water, and the helicopter comes down and explodes. And he calls out to Superman, who flies by, he says, find his body, find his body! But I know they won't. That's the way things always end with the Joker and me. Unresolved. And that's how this story ends. It's so anticlimactic. Like... I was kind of like aghast because like you would think that the story would, would end with just like the death like him finding Jason's body but they go through all this and like yeah like it's just kind of it's over now like oh Jason's it's dead in part because this story originally they had two versions of issue 428 issue 428 uh, was going to Depending on how it ended, or depending on how the poll went, they were going to put one of two versions of the story out, and they didn't want anyone to know what it would be before that. They wanted to end 427 with the explosion, and then leave it up to you to decide if Jason would survive that or not. So as a result, we get this weird back half. Have they ever revealed what the story would have been had Jason survived? I don't know if they have. I figure you'd have to see if Jim Starlin ever revealed it before he died. Yeah, because like, I remember like really liking this book. Bruce gets back to Gotham and buries Jason. It kind of just like becomes a random Batman story almost. Yeah, like, yeah but like, it's a like, random Batman story where Batman is trying to kill the Joker. Um, Jay, it's it's just very, um, it's like a very old note it ended on. It's like, you know, like, I'm sure reading the comics as they came out back then, yeah, you have that tension of, oh, like, is the Joker dead? Ooh. But. Yeah, it just kind of falls flat reading it now because I guess in my head I had always assumed that it ended a bit more a bit more tragic and a bit more bombastic. Conclusive. But, you know, yeah, but it doesn't. It just kind of ends and like you said we get Tim Drake not long after this. Yeah. So Tim is introduced pretty... in, uh, in 89 so it's, it's really fast after this. Yeah, so pretty quickly a really kind of sweep Jason under the rug. I mean, and Jason becomes Jason becomes kind of like Uncle Ben to Tim. Yeah. Uh, and much. like Tim is constantly like haunted by Jason in this way where he's so scared of becoming like of ending up like Jason. Time. He um he also like because, like, Tim does not encounter the the Joker until, like, 93. Really? Tim's first encounter with the Joker is during Nightfall. Damn. Like, it's not even a Joker story. It's a Bane story. Is the first time Tim ever comes face-to-face with the Joker. That's nuts. Um, and, yeah, so Jason has gone from this... And never, the intention was never for him to come back. Uh, 
And he, like Bucky Barnes, comes back uh, in a big way as this new antagonist. And in a weird way, it's hard to tell how much influence, um, how much influence the Winter Soldier has to Under the Hood. Because under I feel like I feel like it has to like if there is an influence, that's a wild coincidence. Yes. Because Jason and Bucky are two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Um I wouldn't be surprised if there was influence. Um but I mean I think it's obvious that like, you know, DC and Marvel kind of playfully rip off one another at every chance they get. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it, with, with Bucky and Jason, I, I can't imagine someone at DC not looking at the Winter Soldier and seeing how popular he was over there and how, like, how many good Captain America stories came out of that to not go, what, what can we do? Yeah, how can see we... That's like, that's like this. Right. And they looked and, around and said, "Fight, Jason Todd." Oh shit, because yeah, we killed Jake. We killed Jason. He was a, he was a young sidekick who comes back and he's like different now, and he's the enemy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, because Jason or um, uh, Bucky comes back in November of two thousand four. Um, in that's the first issue of Ed Brubaker's Captain America. Yeah, cause, and Jason the Red, um, on the Red Hood is what, 05? Uh, I'm checking here. Batman Under the Hood is February of 05. So it happens really fast one after the other. Yeah, I, I, I either, that was just some very clever, um, like, cool thinking on, or, someone read that Rubaker run it was like oh shit I'm well, aiming it, this <laughs> it, the, the tricky thing is that Under the Hood comes out in February of 05 Winter Soldier comes out in November of 04 comics usually have like a, a script usually is submitted like two months in advance so the, it lines up so close it's it's. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if like, I, I there's the argument that it isn't, and it's just a happy coincidence. But it's like a Doom Patrol X Men like, thing, where it's like, yeah, um, you it, the argument can be made that the X Men were ripping off the Doom Patrol, but they came out so close together that it might have just been coincidence, right? That it might just have been like a cult, like a like a a moment where everyone kind of had the same idea. Sure, for sure. But Under the Hood is the Batman story for 2005. Like, I if you were reading, reading the main Batman story, that that takes place over... That's from uh, February 05 to April of 06. Damn, really? I thought it was longer than that. It is Under the Hood Part One is Batman six thirty five. Uh, the last part of it is 
Batman number 650, all they do is watch us kill part three. And that is, 2000, that is 2006. And then Batman Annual 25 is like the proper end of it. I don't know. Maybe we'll do Under the Hood. Maybe I'll make Will do that. That'll take so long. Yeah, like Under the Hood, that's a... I mean, I feel like that's definitely an episode to have Will on. Like, yeah. like Jason is um, His guy. Will's Robin. Yeah, it was funny that I'm on here like doing this and like yeah, hasn't I haven't done a Nightwing episode yet because he's yeah. my Robin. Yeah, I'll, I'll make um, Will do a Nightwing episode. That'll be funnier. Oh yeah, Will. Yeah, just fucking swap swap it all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but regardless, um, even though I think in real time they did Jason dirty here, he did end up becoming like one of my favorite. Man, I liked him as Robin, but um best thing that happened to him was him dying because um red Red hood rules um aside from that one comic we don't talk about anymore um but outlaws fucking sucks anyway and also outside of uh lost days lost days has soured to me i liked it a lot when it first when i first read it but like looking back it's like i don't like what they do with talia in that book not crazy about it. And some choices, bad choices get made. Uh, this, this, aside from Outlaws, has Jason had a solo? Um, Briefly, he gets a book called Red Hood, comma, Outlaw. Uh, I feel like, I feel like he's someone who you probably do pretty well in a solo, but yeah, seems like the only sidekick who gets one of those is well, because Dick yeah. had, Dick has had his own solo for a while. Tim had his own solo for a while, and it wouldn't surprise me if Tim gets his own solo again soon. With how how long how long has it been since his last? Tim hasn't had a solo since. Um, since the new Fifty Two started, oh shit! Tim has not had a solo book in, ten, in over ten years. That's crazy. Tim, Tim got uh, had his own solo from nineteen ninety three to two thousand nine, and uh, then he had a, another one from two thousand nine to twenty eleven. Then they rebooted everything. His book, basically, Tim and Jason are both sequestered off to team books. And Dick and Barbara get their own books for a while. Uh, and uh, then Jason does get his own solo for a while. Uh, Tim is the leader of the Titans. Uh, but that was that was uh, that run was terrible. And um, I'm glad it's over. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, it's it's, it's not bad. good, Bob. It's <laughs> not good, Bob. Uh, but with Tim becoming more like because of like the Bernard stuff and Tim's coming out last year, 
and them putting him like pretty prominently in the Pride stuff this year, it wouldn't surprise me if they gave Tim a, even if it's only like a 12-issue solo. Um, they gotta find him a new code name. Because <laughs> he's just been Robin again. Like, it's very weird. Damien went off to do his own thing. So, Tim has just been Robin again? Is he like by? But Damien is also still Robin? It's very weird. Yeah. What would his new name even be if he picked one? I, I guess have, he could just get Robin again. I would want him to be... I don't want him to have, like... I don't want him to be Red Robin again because I don't want him to be tied. I don't want it to be the confusing thing of there being Robin and Red Robin. I think making him Red Robin was a dumb idea in the first place. Uh, and costume, too. Yeah. Uh, Red Bird was the name of his car in the 90s. That would be good. Um, for a while, in the most recent Young Justice run, he's just Drake. Which, uh, not the worst name until you remember that a Drake is just a duck. <laughs> True. Um, I want him to be Flamebird. I see that. Uh, because it ties him to Nightwing in that way. Um, and nobody's using that code name. It's an established name that no one's using. So uh, yeah, yeah. Flamebird characters are often associated with characters who use the name Nightwing. Yeah, that yeah. tracks. It should be Flamebird. Yeah, Flamebird would be cool. Um, something Bird, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel about it. Bluebird would have yes. been cool, but uh, that's that's Harper's name. Uh, Blackbird might be weird. So either yeah. Redbird or Flamebird. Flamebird. Either one of those would track. Yeah. Um, there's but, Duke, who's just the signal. <laughs> the signal? God, Duke rules. We had to do a Duke story. Yeah, um, yeah Duke, fuck it. I love Duke. But, hey, yeah. we've rambled for ten minutes after we finished. Uh, <laughs> this has been MCMF. Uh, I'm Mark. You can follow me on Twitter at Archer, Arios, A-R-X-H-E-R-A-R-I-O-S. The X to C. Don't make me explain it. Uh, you can follow the show at MCMF Pod. You can follow Manny on Twitter at UmbreonGS. Yes, that's just what it is. For, yep, just look for All-Star Bit Manny. All-Star Bit see Manny. Right, I changed uh, it as soon as you said it. Uh, I, I think we might do one more DC story before we make the pivot back. I want to do mechanics, presumably uh, at some time this month. Uh, so Jesse, when you listen to this, tell me yes or no if you want to do that, <laughs> uh, because that I feel like it makes sense to do that story during June, uh, because boy, is Kitty Pride is Kitty Pride dating a girl in that book? Boy, you telling me? Uh, but uh, me. thanks y'all for hanging out with us the last two hours. Kept it under three this time again. Really? So, I, I fully thought we... 2.30. Over three. Uh, hot, hot, hot damn. <laughs> you, love, you, love to, you love to see it. Uh, thanks, everyone, for hanging out. Uh, we will catch you next time. Take care. Peace.